0: Hey guys! So before we jump into uh, today's episode, just a quick note of something that we wanted to bring up from a previous episode. We did record an episode about—I feel like I'm saying the word episode a hundred times—but we did say <laughs> record, one more time. We did record an episode about um, our obsession with the new series High School Musical: The Musical: The Series, um, and we wanted to quickly bring up that someone that we went to high school with, some Valley, Jordan Powers, Jordan um, Powers. wrote two songs from that series she wrote out of the old and wondering everyone heard how much we love wondering it's the best so we just wanted to give Jordan a quick shout out and go listen to her go check her out because if you have heard those songs you'll see how amazing they are and she has a bunch of other work so I literally still listen
1: to a song she wrote in high school and performed at our senior variety show in 2009 it's a jam it's a bop it is say only if you're into me (laughs) Only if you're into me. Maybe. Yeah. I think it's just only <laughs> <you're> to <into> me.
0: Kathleen's <laughs> fan. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Jordan, call me. <laughs> and also on the lines of High School Musical, the musical, the series, I promise that eventually I will stop talking about this show. Um, I I can't make that promise. But we hyped up the I love you scene because it's fucking amazing. And then Kathleen sent me a meme from Instagram that said, Still not over the fact that Ricky blurted out that he loved Nene, Nini and Nene's reaction was literally Olivia's reaction because she didn't know about the script change. If you're listening to this right now and you have no idea what we're talking about, that means you didn't listen to the High School Musical episode, and you should go listen to that now before listening to this episode. It's a great show. We love it. We love it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Julie and Kathleen with another episode of My Favorite Episode of Woo! Happy Tuesday, everyone. H- Happy. Oh, I was like, <laughs> it's not Tuesday. It's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Hot twist. Uh, today, we have Brian on.
2: Hey, welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: And this is an, a very exciting time for Brian um it's his big day it's the third time he's on but the first time he got to pick about what we're talking about
2: pick yes about what this we're is, going this, this, is right? this is big for me i do want to start off by uh congratulating kathleen i sent in several auditions to be <laughs> the co-host of the show um but it looks like the best man won out i am um, the best man
1: so,
2: yeah so yeah sorry, you, you, you won um i really thought my last audition tape was was gonna hit but uh <laughs> It, it didn't, unfortunately. Oh, I do happen to have <laughs> my last audition tape available. Oh, so. let's
0: please oh, yeah. play it.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, Matt, hit it. Hey, long-time listener, several-time auditioner. I think I would be the perfect host for this podcast because I'm A, a great singer, dear Silent Sergeant Crumpty, <laughs> you gotta understand, <laughs> a hilarious joke teller, why are there so many drag queens, but no drag princesses? And a great interviewer. Hmm. Fascinating. You can have this and so much more. Put me on your podcast today.
0: I'm actually so pissed that Matt didn't. <laughs> Honestly, I am. I have no idea where they would ever choose me. Let's play, Kathleen, let's play Kathleen's
1: audition tape. <laughs> you cannot put me. I didn't even have to audition. No.
0: actually just everyone was like the best episode that you've had like the funniest one is you and Kathleen and I was like that's because we just like feed off of each other wow that that was was a
1: fucking awesome audition tape Though (laughs) I would love to hear the first two we can pull those from the archives at some point
0: (laughs) (laughs) then
2: okay yeah I can I can play them later on I'll play it at the end
0: we actually were talking about how we have to redo our intro so maybe we can just make that our intro (laughs) (laughs) instead (laughs) <laughs> I think that works. So before we go ahead and get into the episode that we're talking about um, and, you know, the whole the whole nine here, Matt had brought up in the past for uh, people that listen that if we ever get a review, that person will be special enough for us to read their review. So I'm going to do that on this episode because we finally got one written review. <laughs> so it was from January 1st, 2020. And the subject line is, show's great, but let Brian pick S dot 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 dot, dot. <laughs> I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's supposed to be something. Not sure. It looks like this is a Brian fan, so I figured it was fitting to read it on this episode. The review gave us five stars, uh, and the guy's name is Chief Kibosh. Uh <laughs> I'm assuming he wants to remain anonymous. And
2: made a lot, made a, there's a lot of ranks to get the chief so don't take this uh, lightly
0: <laughs> so thank you for the five-star review and uh he wrote i long time listener first time reviewer <laughs> matt would you get it together this show is so entertaining and charming julie cracks me up and she has great guests every week i'm a fan of producer matt But Brian is a killer every time he's on. He is both kooky and hilarious. I just wish he could pick something to watch. Both times he was on, producer Matt picked for him. Let Brian pick once, would you? A lot of the same verbiage as the um, audition tape, i just like to say.
2: (laughs) Yeah, weird. Weird.
0: So I don't don't think uh, Brian wrote that. But Brian, you have a fan that you might want to, you know. I think that might be your soulmate.
2: Yeah. yeah i don't know if uh you've gotten my uh invitations to my wedding or my save the dates but uh my name is mister i've never made it to cheap so i don't know why you <laughs> think that's me uh, i'm not even a doctor um but whoever that is i appreciate it it's good to know someone cares
0: yeah and just an fyi that was obviously before kathleen was a co-host so that's why she's not mentioned in there but i'm sure The Chief thought that Kathleen's amazing as well. (laughs) Thanks, Chief. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thanks, Chief. Thanks, Chief. All right, so getting into the episode. So today we're going to be talking about Curb Your Enthusiasm, Season 4, Episode 6, The Carpool Lane. Yes. I could have guessed before Brian picked an episode (laughs) that he would have picked from the show because Brian is obsessed
2: with Curb Your Enthusiasm. The
0: show's been on for a long time. Yeah,
2: Very, very long time. Was there
1: a hiatus at some point for years?
2: Not too long. I think maybe like a two or three year hiatus mm. for season nine to come out, I believe. Whatever the previous season was. I think we're on season 10. So season nine took a, took a few years to come out. Mm.
0: Gotcha. And why don't you give everyone who has not seen the show a brief summary of what the show's about?
2: So, the show follows Larry David, the the creator of Seinfeld, and it's just about his life and and situations that he gets in. Obviously, it's very fictitious, and it's very, see, I like it more than Seinfeld, because Seinfeld is such a sitcom, and the main character, who's Jerry Seinfeld, uh, may be a good comedian, but does not know how to act. So, everything is very, like, over the top with him. And it's just, it feels like you're watching a sitcom. Um, as far as curvy enthusiasm, everything seems so real. And that's kind of why I love the show because, you know, growing up, I was always into television, you know, and I wanted to be all these awesome people on television. Friends, I'd be like, ooh, I'm Joey Tribbiani. Uh, Parks and Rec, I wanted to be Chris Pratt. And then it just was like, oh, fuck, I'm Larry David. Like through <laughs> and through, like that's just, that's just who I am as a person. I want any- to be. <laughs>
0: And if you're cool, anyone lovable. from Friends, you're Chandler, okay? You are not yeah. Joey. <laughs> I know. I
2: know. I wanted to be Joey. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm a crotchety old Larry David. Uh, that's just who I am. It's funny. I've, ne-
1: I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, but, I mean, I, I knew who Larry David was, but he is Jerry. Like, they sound so similar. They talk exactly the same. Yeah.
2: They do. And actually, he, uh, in the show Seinfeld, he is uh, George Costanza, is supposed to be him.
1: Oh, so, really? So,
2: George Costanza is based on Larry David. Oh, interesting. Yes.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, that actually does make, make a lot of her. sense. Yeah. I don't know much about this, but I would like to consider myself somewhat of a subject matter expert on Cassie David and the Pete Davidson thing. So, if you mm-hmm. need any um, talking points on that, I, I can handle that.
2: I, I, I will keep you in my Rolodex <laughs> for my day-to-days.
0: <laughs> you're just
1: it's gonna Larry's random, daughter?
2: You're going to get random yeah. texts from Brian.
1: Like, well, yeah. what do you think? I just have lots of opinions yeah
2: help help someone stole my purse does anyone have any fun facts about pete davidson i got a number you can call
1: (laughs) that's exactly why i said this that's exactly why so it's good i
0: know don't you hate the way brian makes you feel sometimes (laughs) no i love it i hate him i hate him (laughs) it's good all right so why don't you talk about why this is your favorite episode because like you said there's 10 seasons um so probably you had a lot to choose from why did you pick this specific episode
2: I didn't know how you would feel about the show, right? And, and it's so hard to genuinely pick a, um, a favorite episode from the show. But I picked it for two reasons. One is like, even if you don't like the vibe or the way the, the jokes are delivered, the whole premise of this episode, I think alone is just very funny, right? Everything that happens is very funny. And then the second reason is, aside from my love of comedy and uh, Kirby enthusiasm, I also love true crime. And this episode exonerated a man for murder. It's a docu, there's actually a documentary you can watch on Netflix. It's about 45 minutes. It's called Long Shot. And what had happened was this guy got charged with the murder of some woman. And he, his alibi that he had that they couldn't fully prove was that he was at a Dodgers game. Oh my God. And this God. is before you had phones. And uh they went through all of the footage on the the game and they couldn't find it. And then someone was like, Well, there was a, a television crew here filming Kirby Enthusiasm and Larry Davis in the documentary and and a clip that the camera crew picked up actually was what kept this man from going to prison. That yeah, is so
1: it, amazing. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. What it's, year was uh, this
1: episode? Two, like two thousand and three, two thousand and four?
2: Something like that. Uh two thousand four. It was two
1: thousand four. Damn. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, that's super Love cool. Love
0: that. You can actually yeah, tell was. that it's like like the filming-wise that it was older, like I this was episode was older. I was actually going
1: to ask if that's something that's in every episode because there'd be random shots where the, the quality is just completely different then I don't even know how to explain it, but like there'd be shots of Larry from the side. It would be like shooting him and, and it looked crystal clear. And then it would take a shot from the side and it looked like the coloring was off. I didn't know if that was like an artistic choice or because it was older, but it's HBO. So I was like, I don't know. I feel like it's an artistic choice if it just yeah. completely changes.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's just quality. I don't know yeah. how much the budget was for this show originally mm. um, because the the new season that just came out, is absolutely immaculate as far as visually the first season looks like something that i could have shot the sound isn't great the the there's no color grading done to it whatsoever it's virtually like raw footage so i don't think there was a big budget uh originally
1: i don't think Uh, the show needs much of a budget it's so yeah it's so simplistic but it's it's dope I like. Yeah, it. my
2: only downside to this episode is uh, Jeff Jeff Garland, who's his manager. His wife's not in it, and she's like one of the funniest characters.
1: That was a question of mine. I didn't want to look anything up. So he's his manager in the show. that's like. Yeah. Okay. 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 Understood. Yeah.
2: So he he's his manager and and like best friend Funkhauser is like. Funkhauser is his best friend and it's very similar to to me and my best friend is like he's one of his best friends but all they they despise it's so clear that they despise each other and that's like mostly me and my (laughs) friend Nick is like we just everything each other does we can't stand but we we genuinely love each other because of how mean we are to each other
0: (laughs) they both Um, have tattoos of trash cans on them with their names under it yeah, yeah. <laughs> fun fact <bang. laughs> just just throwing that out there just so everyone can get an understanding of their their relationship yep
2: because that's what we used to call each other was trash in fact uh nick isn't too tech savvy so uh he didn't get an instagram until about three years ago and his first post which you can find easily because he's got 10 posts is when we live together and it says just hanging out with my main man b kelly and it was a picture of him smoking a cigarette next to a trash can. So. <laughs>
0: love it so um obviously there's going to be people who haven't seen this episode so before we dive into it and and go over what me and kathleen have written down and some stuff that you want to talk about why don't you give a quick summary of what this specific episode's about
2: so this episode is about larry realistically it's all of the episodes are several stories in one but the two main stories are uh larry three i guess because they all tie in together larry Needs to get out of jury duty, which is a very small storyline, but it's a big part of the story. Uh, so he he pretends to be racist to get out of jury duty. Um, he tries to get his dad's uh, his dad some weed to help with his glaucoma, and then the main story is he wants to get to the Dodgers game, but everything keeps going wrong. He doesn't have tickets, and he gets shitty tickets, and then he's stuck in the uh, in traffic, and the only option is the carpool lane. <laughs> um, so. As he's ready to give up, a prostitute offers uh, some, some services as prostitutes tend to offer. And, uh, mm-hmm. and he, he gets the bright idea to pick up this prostitute so he can ride in the, uh, the carpool lane which to me is just such a funny thing and it's something that I wouldn't put my past myself to do um, <laughs> if, I was in, if I was in a gym.
0: Yeah yeah <laughs> that's it's actually hilarious because I could totally see you doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I wrote down was and I'm gonna have um, Matt play the clip <laughs> is when him and his friend are going back and forth in the beginning about how they're going to get the baseball tickets from the from their friend whose dad died and how they're <laughs> going to bring it up <laughs> without it being obvious that they're um, they want the tickets. So, Matt, can you play the clip?
2: His father just died. He's probably not even going. I'm sure, he's not going to go. He hasn't even gone back to work yet. So he's not going to go to the he's game. He's not going to go to the game. So what, what's going to happen to those tickets? They're going to go to waste it is weird to ask a guy you know his father just died can we use your tickets it is kind of tacky to do that yeah yeah, yeah. still
0: i mean it doesn't hurt to ask it might be a way to do just
2: call him up and say hey yeah Marty, i know you're still in mourning <laughs> right i'm sure you're still Marty, in mourning. i know you still i know you're still in mourning but is there any i feel your grief but are you going to use those tickets Bonnie, just so your tickets don't go to waste. There's no good way to go about it. None. <sighs> Still.
0: It's just hilarious. Yeah, it's so it is good. It is good. That, so that good. felt like
1: a bit between friends. Like, yeah. two, two people just being like, how can we go about this? <laughs> yeah.
0: And, like, again, it's just a lot of it really did remind me of you, Brian, and, like, the way you handle situations and how, like, you think that you're doing a good job
2: <laughs> of, like,
0: being secretive, but really you're just – so obvious and awkward about how you're handling it. How
1: much how yeah. much of
0: this show do you think is improvised?
2: Uh it's actually all improvised. Oh wow. Um, so they have the line,
1: they have the storylines and and like the plots that they have to follow, but then they're like the two scenes that I was like this has to be improvised is one when he actually is at the diner talking to the guy and just walking away yeah. and then coming back which is fucking hysterical and then two yeah. the, the scene where he's buying the weed with hurley from lost and they're just like doing that thing where he's like no go, no just i know <laughs> yeah. that was yeah. another thing Such i wrote a down funny when, bit. The,
0: when the drug dealer's like all right so start walking in there he's like, like doesn't matter what way <laughs> 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 and then he walks one way and he's like i actually have to go this way yeah, yeah.
2: It's so, it's so funny. So yeah, it's all improvised. I'm to give you an example. Actually the first episode where I realized I was Larry David, I forgot to mention this was something actually happened to me. And then before I saw the episode and then I saw an episode and it was literally a reenactment of my life was my friend, I dropped my friend off. We went out to dinner and then I dropped him off at his new house. And he was like, do you want to come in and see the house? And I said, no, I'm all right. And he looked at me weird. Like he was really excited and I didn't think anything of it. But then I saw an episode where Jeff's wife offers Larry a tour of the house. And he goes, no, I get it. And <laughs> she flips out and curses him out and calls him a scumbag and all this. So, so that's like a five-minute scene, and that's the ending. And what happens is Larry David gets on set and says, okay, Larry's dropping Jeff off. You guys are going to exchange some words, have a conversation. You're going to ask him to view your house. He's going to decline. You're going to flip out. And that's it. That's all the script. Like, there's no script. Sure. It's just a setup. And then it's it's a full on in, improvised show. But the the buying the lead scene is probably my favorite, probably yeah. my favorite part, just because of the two hundred for swag. Is, yeah. is that a fair? Is that a fair price? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he's like, before he's giving him the money, he's like, let me put my hand on it. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> let me put my hand on it. It's like your hand is on it. Yeah. Actually, I honestly thought you were gonna tell the story, and I'm I, I'm gonna see if you. I'm going to put you on the spot and see if you'll give us permission to post it on the Instagram page of when your friend's ring doorbell recorded you trying to come. (laughs) (laughs) He was like invited to his friend's house and he knocked on the door and nobody answered. So it's just like a video of him like walking back and forth and like (laughs) texting on his phone, but he would not walk inside. It's like 30 minutes long. It's like you cringe because of how awkward he is. (laughs) Like it's his friend and he will not walk inside. Have you been to that house before, Brian?
2: Several times. (laughs) times.
0: Another thing that I noticed with this show, um, and I don't even know if people will really get this reference, but his dad looks just like the old man that plays chess with himself in the beginning of a bug's life. (laughs) He looks just as, is that guy old man in the beginning of every Pixar movie or is it just the bug's life? It yeah. is so just specific. specific. Well, That's we like we loved that <laughs> when we sure? were kids. We like loved yeah. that. And his dad is, uh, I think, like they inspired the. The dad was such inspired. a good
1: character oh, in so this cute. episode. Yeah. Oh, when they're when they're just uh, smoking at the end. that is Oh so my funny. God!
0: It like... is so funny when she's like <laughs> when she's like now say this chronic is the shiznit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he says it sounds Yiddish. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, it's
2: hilarious. Uh, his dad, there's so many episodes I wish I could have picked with his dad alone. Um, the one episode that just lost to this because of the fun fact about the trial is Survivor, where his dad's friend is the survivor of the Holocaust and he invites him over for this dinner because his rabbi's friend is also a survivor. But then his rabbi's friend gets there and he's from the show Survivor. And then they get into a fight at dinner about who went through worst trials and tribulations, the guy in the Holocaust or the guy who survived. <laughs> wow.
0: Flashing back to when he's in court trying to get out of jury duty. It was so stupid, but he made me laugh when he was asked if he uh, was ever involved in a serious crime. And he said, my cousin once stole an almond joy from me. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, um, I wouldn't classify that as a serious crime. <laughs>
1: I loved that they came full circle with that, and that at the end, the judge that he said
0: the racist shit yeah. to was the judge at the end. I love a good full circle moment. I know. I was going to type that quote, and then I was like, nope, going to go with the Amatoi one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, so no. cringeworthy. He could have said something <laughs> so much
1: better than, like, not better funny-wise, but, like, less Dark or like whatever. I wonder how many like I'm sure there's a bunch of takes of that scene, like just multiple things he say, like ripping just like funny lines, mm-hmm. like outtakes.
2: Yeah, um, it's probably it's probably really good. One of my favorite lines in the, in the episode, like a, a nice little punchline, is when he's talking to the prostitute about how many blowjobs she can do in an hour, and she goes, "I have a red snapper that I talk to you." And he goes, "You know what it's saying? I'm charging way too much." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I she liked- was crazy yeah she was hilarious I laughed so hard when they walk into the when they're like walking to the seats and she's like <laughs> I know the seats aren't way the fuck up here <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, she's getting mad at him for
1: things, and he's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, yeah. he's trying to, like, appease Everything's this fine. prostitute. I think
0: fine. And, and we're in the, when they're in the car and they decide that she's going to go in the game, and he's like, well, would you pull your shirt up <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> look, look presentable. Yeah.
0: Another thing that I wrote down that I thought was hilarious but was so fucked up. So I guess um, for the people that didn't watch this episode, one of um, – like there's so many different storylines in this, but him trying to go to the baseball game uh with his friend. His friend says that he has he doesn't have a spare ticket, he's going with someone else and you find out that the seat next to him is empty, um, because his dad passed away and his spirit is basically there like it's a memorial and that's what he's sitting next to so then flash forward to after the game the guy's car is broken down and he's asking larry for help and larry goes why don't you ask your father to jumpstart your car <laughs> that's right, hey, my yeah, favorite line <laughs> i was like i wrote in my notes like ha 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 so fucked up <laughs> but it was so funny
2: I think that he just improved from from Seinfeld because Seinfeld, there's like a storyline, two storylines that come full circle. But in this, it's like every single thing that happens has to do with the wrap up. Like yeah, every right. single scenario that that have, that seems at face value, like it's nothing comes full circle.
1: So and no, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Over. No, no, I have
2: nothing. <laughs> I, I end my sentences with no, okay. <laughs> "end."
0: He said no,
1: the no, best of I do <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was gonna ask is, is the guy whose father died, like I'm assuming he's a recurring character, like they're acting yeah. like he so he's from the golf club that Larry got kicked out of or something.
2: yeah, so that was the only thing that most of the show you can watch at any time, and it makes sense, but there is consistent storyline, so what had happened was his dad died, they got kicked out of a golf club for for Larry killing a goose. That was trying to attack him, and then his dad—his dad was getting buried with Larry's club, so Larry stole it from the coffin, and it was like a whole thing. That's why he like apologized about the about the wood and the dad's funeral. Like, it, like him and his friend are on really like a tense thing because he desecrated his father's grave, personally <laughs> like his, his father's funeral. Um, but yeah, so there's like a few things that that reoccur. Like each season has a whole storyline. But it's not super relevant, if that makes sense.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I actually texted Matt and Kathleen this. And Kathleen had no idea what I was talking about. But uh, I noticed that Cool Day Law was mentioned um, in this episode. And I wasn't sure if you picked this episode as a way to promote your podcast or if this is something that comes up often in the show.
2: So, weirdly enough, I forgot that that's in there. Um, it doesn't come up often in the show, but it is a callback to a different episode. Okay. So, so Cool Day Law is from an episode from season one or two, but it's just a, it's a, it's a cool, you know, it's just something they bring up. Like, he just has, like, these awkward <laughs> <laughs> conversations.
0: All right. So, we already talked about how, like, the banter between um, the prostitute and his dad is, like, hilarious, but the other part that mm-hmm. I thought was hilarious is when, like, the camera keeps going to Larry, and you can tell he's just, like, stoned out of his mind. And he and he gets up and walks out of the room and goes into the bathroom, and then he's just having a full-on conversation with himself. The bits of him talking in the mirror are hysterical. They are so funny. <laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't
1: even remember an exact line, but he's like, you're not going to do that. You know you're not going
2: to do yeah. that.
0: <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, it was like, what should I do? And it was like, you got to change your diet. We've yeah. talked about this. <laughs> yeah.
2: I know Kathleen was talking about like a previous scene of rips, but I, I would love to see the hour <laughs> yeah. of just all the raw takes of that. Cause I'm sure it was great.
0: Sometimes I think that that's like the best, like watching like bloopers of stuff is so oh, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Like I remember me and Brian like watched like an hour. It probably wasn't an hour long, but it was like, friends for like 45 minutes on youtube of just bloopers and it's just so much funnier sometimes than like watching the actual show of like them cracking and like laughing at themselves watching people break faces oh my god it's so good it's so good yeah
2: i'm not gonna quote any of it because i can't do it justice but just look at um chris pratt's outtakes on parks and rec it's like a 10 minute video and it is so fucking funny. Yeah, it yeah, is I've one seen of the that. So,
0: I did love this show, though. Yeah, I great. actually was surprised at how much I enjoyed this because um, I have mentioned that I'm not really big into Seinfeld. But I thought it was – maybe because it's, like, completely, like, unscripted, uh, maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much. Like, I thought it was hilarious. I really enjoyed watching this.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, though, Brian. I mean, these felt like two completely different shows. Yep. One so sitcom and the other – I love Seinfeld, though. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is, like, my biggest girl crush. I love her. She's she the
2: appears a lot in this show as herself or as herself because I, as herself. I
1: i checked the imdb it looks like everyone keeps their first name besides larry keeps first and last but everyone else has kind of like a different same first name yeah. different last name
2: yeah like some people play themselves richard lewis plays himself and uh every everyone from seinfeld plays himself ted danson and each episode is like 30, 30 minutes. It's such a great show to like, I even started to get Jade to watch it. Cause it's like a while we're eating dinner, not paying attention, right. watch one episode and then put on a different show. It's good. It could be your next office. I'm confident you'll like it. He,
1: uh, this is like going back to the actual episode, but I did mean to say this. He racked up so much money with that prostitute. Like he was up, he was over a thousand dollars. Like he was at a thousand dollars right at the start. Yeah. And then he just kept buying her shit and getting like the chronic. I was like, oh my god. I don't, honestly, I don't know anything about anything. I don't even know what chronic is, but I was scared. I was like, is scared. I, is chronic? Chronic sounds so dangerous. Isn't it just the type of weed?
2: It's a type of weed. Oh
0: okay. I thought it was. Have like you something... ever bought
2: swag before? I yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> swag
0: uh larry david appeared on um hannah montana one time just just a fun fact yeah he like i forget i'm i'm not even lying when i say i forget the episode yeah but they're in like a restaurant and like hannah montana gets a table and then he tries to and it's like him and his daughters yeah and she's like and he's like i'm sorry sir it's booked and she's like but he's larry david the creator of Seinfeld? And he's like, nope, sorry, (laughs) that's like it. I think Larry does have a little line after being like, I should have done something else. Yeah, 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 and then (laughs) like, that's it, but that's Um, like the first time I ever heard of him.
2: Does anybody work here?
0: (laughs) Wow, when you
1: apologize, you don't fool around. This is the coolest restaurant in town. Well, it's the least I could do after the way I acted.
2: What, what, what's the deal? I've been waiting an hour for a table here. Well, when I have a table, I'll tell you. Really? <laughs> you know what? I completely forgot. It's my little girl's birthday. Oh, did you have uh, out? No, it isn't. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I got the wrong girl.
0: It's her birthday. I, can't, how I screw that up. Mine was two months ago. You wanna eat? I'm sorry, but this is what happens when daddy calls at the last minute.
1: Hannah! Believe! I am so sorry I called at the last minute.
2: Don't give it a second thought.
0: Table for Miss Montana. Are you kidding? It's Hannah Montana. But he's Larry David. Uh, you created Seinfeld and Kerber Enthusiasm? Sorry. <laughs> Face it, Dad, she's bigger than you.
1: That Uncle Jerry can get us in.
0: Uncle Jerry? What can you say it was your birthday? Come
1: on. Do you know, I read somewhere that, like, so Larry um, plays Bernie Sanders on SNL. He's like the recurring Bernie on SNL. And apparently they're like third cousins. They didn't even know it. So they did like a one of those like 23 and me or something oh, weird and shit. they're literally third cousins cuz one time I was watching and was like hungover and wasn't really paying attention and
0: was like, "Is that actually Bernie yeah. Sanders? I can't tell if that's Larry David or Bernie." Sanders. I know, I was just thinking when you said that. I'm like, "Wow, that's uncanny. They look exactly Yeah, like- I
1: mean they I mean he does a fantastic Bernie yeah. on SNL, but I was like, I, honestly, I'm, I am I can't tell if that's actually Bernie or if that's Larry. I'm assuming it's Larry. but She
0: smokes Chronic that
2: day. Yeah,
1: it's a little Chronic. <laughs> a little Chronic in SNL yeah, it, on a Sunday morning.
2: He's been uh, campaigning for everyone not to vote for Bernie Sanders for the sheer fact that he doesn't want to have to keep coming on Saturday Night
0: Live. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to um, the mention of cool day law before we wrap it up, as I mentioned, Brian does have a podcast called Cool De La, so Brian, uh, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about the show and how they can listen?
2: So the show is me and uh, and a friend I grew up with, Khalil. Um, we're on hiatus right now, but there's plenty of episodes to listen to, and and we'll be back soon, and it's, it's, it's two reasons. A, we wanted an excuse to talk to each other more often because we live a thousand miles away, and B we're so torn i mean and and it's a very goofy podcast so it's not like talk down to you or or preach or anything but we're very we're so very torn in the climate of millennials that we just tried to put things into perspective for people because we feel like on both sides there's like uh, there's there's either people that aren't getting enough rights that deserve rights and on the other aspect it's like people complaining just to complain and and getting Overly offensive, and and you know, us just trying to draw the line between like hate and comedy, and not letting them mesh and getting offended by everything. And we do like today in history, we'll do a bunch of riffs, we'll read the news and mock it. Uh, we we our one thing is we refuse to get political. You will you'll find nothing political on our podcast because it's such a touchy subject. It's just it, it's just about individuals and how they should look and see things, um, and how they should be more open minded. And stop taking life so seriously. And that's really, that's really the gist of the, of the podcast.
1: Wow.
0: That awesome. is not what I was expecting that podcast to be about. That sounds awesome. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I've, I've listened to it. Um, because you know, we have to support each other. Sure. Uh, and it's actually hilarious. So I highly recommend listening to it. Um, people can listen to it on iTunes and Spotify, correct? Okay. iTunes and Spotify. So everybody check
1: it out. And um so we're going to wrap this up but I just want to say Brian for the 2020 re auditions I wish you luck for this podcast <laughs> I really Thank think you. I think Thank you have you. a good shot Yeah, no,
2: listen, I I think you're doing a great job, uh, but you will slip, and when you slip, (laughs) I
1: will be there. All right, I'll take that competition on. (laughs) Well, thanks, Brian. This was another episode of Your Favorite Episode.
0: Nope. On my favorite episode
1: is our favorite. Our favorite
0: episode might be. Yeah, wait, hold on, Brian. This is your 2020 audition. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Mm
2: thank you all for listening this has been an episode of my favorite episode of and tune in next week to hear me and my co-host julie
1: <laughs> bravo bravo i don't even know what the name of this podcast is.
2: <laughs> we're debating on changing it to brian's favorite episode of featuring co-host julie i'm climbing right to the top i'm coming for you chief chief, chief brian
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you everyone have a great weekend tune in next week Saturday, February 29th. Throw on your bloody black tie best and join Dark Hills Gaming for a night of dancing, drinking, and horror. All in the name of charity. Proceeds from the Bloody Valentine Ball will go to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. The ball will be a gore-filled gala that will immerse you in a horror-themed high school dance, complete with prom pictures, interactive events, and a horror memorabilia auction two lucky guests will be voted horror king and queen complete with full carry treatment there will be a bloody bar so bring cash and your id this is a 21 plus only event buy your ticket now at darkhillsgaming.com and help us support the children's hospital of philadelphia